This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moment. Today, I have Kyle Clark from Heart to Heart Coffee on with us today. Hey, welcome to the show, Kyle. And why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us what your superpowers are? Yeah, sure. Uh, so one, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And really happy to be here. So as you said, my name is Kyle Clark. Um, I own, um, so Heart to Heart Coffee is really my baby, uh, right? It's a 100% profit to charity organization. Really love it. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, I say my superpower would probably be understanding, right? Understanding and listening where uh, people are in their life and understanding their situation and not judging them off of that which that leads to building communities and just collaborations. And, but yeah, understanding, I would say would be mine. Yeah. Nice. That's a pretty good one to have. Actually, I we could it. use, we could, could use a little bit more of that in today's time. Right? I think, yeah, we? I know. People are all, yeah. <laughs> so fast to jump to judge people, but we don't take the time to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, um, right. And I mean, granted, I think my wife taught me that more than anyone else, but it's definitely something that I've adopted and absolutely love. So. Yeah. Or we don't look in the mirror enough ourselves sometimes, right? And do that self-reflection. Yep. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Understanding <laughs> your sure. weaknesses is invaluable. Yes, it is for sure. Well, well, great. So I'd really love to have, cause heart to heart coffee sounds like such a heartful company, right? And, uh, you know, I'd love to have the discussion around charity. We have obviously done quite a bit of research with charity and small business and all this kind of stuff, right? And an interesting statistic is, um, it may be a little different now, but this is what it was at the time, was 80% of charitable donations come from small businesses. And small businesses are the backbone of America. I mean, they just are. So, you know, what do you see from your end of you know, working with charities and so on and so forth, the impacts that you guys are doing. So I think that that statistic is, uh, if it if it is outdated, it's not outdated by much. So it's pretty close mm-hmm. to that, if, you know, if it's not that currently. But for us, what I often find challenging in the charity world, right, is, so there's something called a, a, a CRM, right, a cause-related marketing. And when we first started this company, based off of the experience we had, most CRMs say, hey, for the month of May, we're going to you know, give you, you know, so much, you know, 10% of the sales or whatever, but they have to use this, you know, discount code and so on. So I'm not a big fan of that. So we just have like a drop down list for people. But one of the things that we wanted to do is every, a lot of companies focus on trying to go with the big guys, all right, going um, you know, with the ones that have a million followers or two million followers. And sometimes while those organizations are very impactful, the local charities that are really, really impacting the local communities often get overlooked. Um, so we try to focus on those lo- those smaller communities and really fund 
that local change instead of this, that national change. Um, because those, those small little organizations, right? Whether it's mom and dad's foundation down the street, they often, like I said, they often get overlooked and they just, they need that attention and they're going to have the most impact on your community. Um, but, but yeah, those, that, that small business though, and really the donors and individuals, those are the, the huge, you know, huge donors to, you know, those, those organizations. And they're the one, they're the reasons why those organizations are doing the impact they are not, you know, the mega corporations usually, but yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's almost like, you know, all the stuff that's happened in the last couple of years has just like been very disruptive and all these things. Right. But it's almost like, I mean, this is a pretty big statement to say, but I'll say it because nobody else ever wants to is we kind of became unhuman, <laughs> right. A little bit. And I mean, I seen it, you know, you go out and you walk a trail and you're walking on the trail and somebody walks 30 feet around you. And it's like, are we losing humanity here? Right. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it seems like we're losing that heart and we got to bring it back. Right. Oh yeah. No. And I think you're right. Right. And, and I'll say it cause I say it all the time. So I, I have no problem saying it. Right. <laughs> our, our world is just so angry with people. Like, I don't know what, it, like you said, I don't know at what point it happened, but right. Even before, you know, COVID and so on. It was even kind of there. Uh, maybe COVID accelerated it, but people are so mad and this for no reason usually, like, right? And we're so fast to judge someone else. And we're like, what happened to that sense of community and helping one another and not just profiting off of, you know, economic situations and taking advantage of people's, you know, um, situations. And like, what happened to that time when we were about communities and helping one another? Just that, like you said, basic human characteristic like wow not every single thing you need not everything you do needs to be about money it, like yeah I, I don't know what it is but i completely get it and that's we're trying to change right like our, our model is pretty cool but we're trying to change how businesses see communities and how communities should see businesses right um and because it, it is and then people are just so mad like we we do private tastings at our warehouse and We'll have, you know, sometimes three or four people and they're like three and a half hour long tastings and it's for coffee. Right. But it's just because people are sitting down, we're talking, we're getting to know people regardless of where you come from, regardless of who you are, regardless of any of this. But just good people getting together, right, bringing that community together and having a good time. Yeah. People need to really stop, talk to people, get to know people again and get back to what made makes us human. So I agree. Yeah. And you know, get around a table, have a meal together and put the electronics away, have a meal together, talk and, and express feelings and do all those things. And it's like, we lost a lot of that. And oh, yeah. it isn't that it can't come back. It's just, we have to, we have to make the change to make it come back. Right. And, yeah. and a lot of, you know, the charity push, um, for charities and things like that too. Um, I know working with Will Black, which is how I was introduced to you, is a lot of their charities that they work with. They really struggled. I mean, big time during during the during the pandemic and all these things. But you know, it seems like charities are always in that emergency mode, right? right. For 
for funding and so on and so forth. And, you know, which kind of brings me to how do you see that playing out in the future now that we're kind of, I'll say it post pandemic, right? Um, at least I think most people just don't care anymore <laughs> so, about it, right? So how do you see charities being, you know, supported now versus even just a year or two ago? So I don't know if it, I think, I don't know. So I, I think for charities, the pandemic was good and bad, right? So some of the bigger guys mm. really profited during that period, but the smaller people that were making local changes really, really got hammered to the ground. Um, right. And I think as we start to come out of the out of here, we're starting to see maybe a little bit of a shift from people seeing the national ones and maybe focusing on some of the smaller ones. But I think what communities need to do is we need to focus on making sure that the businesses in our communities are supporting local charities and local foundations, um, right? Whether it's a local food bank or whether it's a um, cardiovascular, uh, you know, like Eden's Army here is a local one that we support. Like whether it's a local one um, or all right, whatever, whatever fill us in, but I think the communities need to start holding their businesses accountable for helping those uh, those nonprofits. But that's what we're trying to change here is helping communities see their nonprofits. Because like you said, right, we met with Black. And when, when we met, one of the things that we discussed was <clears throat> all of these little foundations or, or charities, whatever you want to call them, right, but they're all linked in one way or another. Um, right. So some of the um, like research and that, that's being done at one of our heart foundations is actually funded by another foundation. Right. And then another foundation is connected to this foundation. And so it's just it's a true spider web. And sometimes people just don't know which spider web to get on. And so it's fun to watch. Right. Whether it's a veteran organization or whether it's a heart foundation or whether it's a uh, different type, another foundation. Right. But they're all connected in one way, shape or form. Um, and I think as, as we start to build out this community of foundations and just life-changing organizations, because it doesn't just have to be a charity, then people are starting to identify those opportunities, um, to, you know, like increasing the awareness about maybe where they can get funding from, um, and so forth. But I think, I think as we start to see in the next coming years, I think as we build that network of, um, organizations or life-changing organizations, then we'll start to see organizations supporting one another a lot more from a charity perspective than we have seen in the past. Um, so really bringing that sense of community back to our environment. Yeah. And uh, so where I think you hit the nail on the head is local supporting local, right? Because if you support local, then it starts to spread local, then, you know, or city, then county, then state, then on and on and on. and you know, the big corporations, right? They're, they're always going to support something, right? But, but that's not, that's not the backbone of America, right? It's just not. And so like what I get from this really is if you're a local business owner, you're listening to this, find two or three local charity organizations that you can support and start there, yeah. <laughs> right? Start there, start there and support your own local community. And number one, that gives you a sense of pride in your own local community itself. Um, and 
guess what? When you support local, um, you know, it all comes back around, right? I mean, we go to local stores and shop. We don't shop at the chains. Um, it's more expensive, but guess what? That's supporting local, right? Um, and I think we all could do a lot better at that at times instead of going to the, you know, big W's and T's and I won't say them. Um, <laughs> the big places to go grocery shopping and all that kind of stuff, right? We could we could do a lot better just supporting our local businesses and then that, that way they can support our charities a lot better, right? So it's uh, that's the takeaway, right? From, from this, from that perspective, for sure. Well, well, Hey, I like to kind of ask this question and that is, you know, all of us are business owners at the end of the day. And part of this podcast is to help the younger generation, um, be able to grow and scale their companies without taking all the arrows in the back, right? Like most of us had to do, um, so what's a business struggle you've been through and, and how did you navigate through it and overcome it that you could go back to your younger self and go, Hey, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have so, that struggle. Um, for the, for the coffee side, the hardest part for us was the messaging of giving money away. It is surprisingly very difficult to give money away. Like it is hard. <laughs> and, and I know, and it's, and I know why. And I'll tell you in a minute. But it is so difficult to get people to to accept that you're just going to give money away. Like it's so difficult. I mean, I spent three months with one organization, and they just back and forth and back and just could not grasp that we're just going to help you because we're just going to help you, right? It's <laughs> extremely difficult to give money away. It's 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 harder to give money away than it is to ask for money which is crazy. Um, and we overcame, we overcame that by not requiring organizations to sign like a, a, a large you know, 40 or 60 page contract, right? Mm -hmm. So we made it very basic, went back to the basics of business and said, okay, right? Doing the right thing for the right reasons. Let's structure it so that every organization is not contractually obligated to do something, but in it for a good purpose. Um, so we rewrote our, um, we call it an agreement, right? It's really an awareness paper. And it says, basically, here's what we're going to do for you. Here's what we want you to do for us. And then the third section is really any party can terminate at any point in time. It doesn't matter. And so we, we, we just restructured it so that it was not a traditional CRM. Um, and versus most CRMs right now are, you know, they're like, oh, hey, for the month of May, we'll do it. But then after the month of May, basically that charity that just supported you for the whole month of May is pretty much screwed. Right. So we just, we, we do a 5% across the board for everything. And then at the end of the year, right. The reason why we can say we are hundred percent profit to charity. Um, and this goes to that messaging we were having a problem with, right. Is because at the end of the year, we take all of that profit and we divide it upon all of our um, foundations. Um, so we empower the, the buyer and we make sure that the buyer understands that we're empowering them, whatever charity they choose, it'll go to that charity. But then we also had to ensure that we message correctly on how we can be hundred percent profit to charity and what that means. Um, and then once we learn how to message that correctly, 
organizations were a lot more, you know, likely and excited to come on board and start being a part of, you know, of the mission and the, and the, and the plan. But yeah, it giving money away and trying to message that you're just going to give it away is, is that was, that was hard. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Actually, I would have never thought that, but I guess, uh, <laughs> right. Well, and that's, then that like, I mean, it's crazy because every organization, in fact, I just talked to a, a veteran organization a couple of days ago and she was like, yeah, I was wondering how you can be hundred percent profit to charity. I'm like, all right, so let's explain how this works. And so laid it out. Right. So somebody goes to the website or a business even goes to the website. Um, right. Whatever order it is that purchaser or customer, um, right. They selected and 5% of their purchase period goes to whatever organization they want. Then at the end of the year, any profit left over, which is usually a decent amount, we divide that um, upon our foundations and, and give that to, to them as well. So it's always more than 5%, but never less than 5%. But it's, yeah, you all, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing because then people just, the first few, they just, it was hard for them to wrap their head around, you know, a, a for-profit company designed to just give back. And that's a sad thing to say, right? Like that's extremely yeah. sad. Life-changing organizations should not be surprised that a for-profit organization wants to help you on an ongoing basis, right? Like right. it's sad that they're surprised about that, which goes to what we discussed at the beginning of this, which is right, where that humanity go. That's just validation of your statement. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. I mean, I don't I don't have any I don't own a charity personally or anything like that, but we give a lot of money away as a company like you guys do and uh, every year and support veteran foundations and so on and so forth. Cause 50% of our company is veteran owned. So uh, half of our team are veterans, five out of the 10 of us. So, you know, we're pretty passionate about that. Um, well, that's interesting. And uh, you know, <laughs> So hopefully that's not a continued problem for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely getting more, it's getting easier and easier. The first couple, four to five were, I think, a little iffy at first because they were just didn't believe yeah. it. And I mean, now, you know, now we have to have a vetting process and, and things to make sure, right? So we always sure. like review people's 990 filings and stuff to make sure that they're, you know, doing the work that they should be doing. And right. so it's definitely getting better, which is great because that means that the communities around around us are starting to change their perspective of, you know, how they see business. And that's, that's wonderful. It's, it's awesome to see that, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Hey, kind of wrapping things up here. I like to ask this question. If you could pick someone to be here with us today, um, dead alive, friend, family, mentor, whatever the case may be. And you had a burning question you could have asked today. What would that question be? And who would have you chosen to come on the show? So for me, it would be, so um, if, if, if we go to the, if we, if you, if you ever go to the website, you'll meet Sydney, my daughter, right? The one that had heart surgery mm-hmm. um, when she was three days old. And so I would have Sydney here. Sydney is awesome. I mean, I love I love everyone in general, but Sydney's just amazing. Um, she's very candid. She doesn't, I think we as adults can learn a lot from kids, right? Because they're, they're not biased. They're loving, they're caring, like, Everything that we taught our kids to learn how to do, and I'm sure we were all taught that as well. At what point did some of us lose that, right? So, um, (laughs) and the question I would ask here would be, why do we have the coffee company? Um, And sometimes, you know, it's because 
oh, well, she wants to go roast coffee. Or sometimes it's, oh, it's, you know, we help people or, oh, or we do this. But her her rawness is usually an eye-opener eye for me, right? Because if she says the right thing, that means that I'm doing my job mm-hmm. um, correctly, right? That means that she sees the coffee company as something that's helping people instead of making money, right? Like mm-hmm. that's not, ne- that's never what I want to hear come out of her mouth when I ask that question. And so, <laughs> but I would say Sydney, because again, adults can learn so much from kids and what we're taught at such a young age to be caring and loving and be respectful. Like at what point did we decide that money was more important than those basic human principles that we were taught in grade school? So yeah. Sydney right. would be it. That's awesome. Yeah. Kids are, Kids don't have filters and that's the nice thing about it. I know my, I have a, I have a three, three-year-old and a five-year-old and, you know, my five-year-old, he could just well be 15. Um, Cause now with all the technology, right. They, yeah. they catch, they catch you and I'll be like, dad, that's incorrect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, well, yesterday I had my phone. So I, I usually turn all of our technology off um after after about 4 30. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday they got home and I had my phone in my hand and Sydney was like, Why do you get your phone? You need to put it away. I'm like, it's hard to tell them no, right? Because they're not wrong. Right. Like, right. Oh, yeah. like it's kind of yeah. I mean it's kind of like when if you end up cussing mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, you should feel bad as an adult because like they're yeah. Your, your kid's correcting you and not the other way around. But yeah, that wrongness is just amazing. It's like, it's your rule, not mine. Right. Yeah, she's literally reinforcing your rule. And you can't get mad at that. Right. You, then you should rethink how you acted. But oh, yeah, man. Sydney, man, I, I t- we can, yeah, we can learn so much from kids. If we would just take, you know, 20, 30 minutes out of our day, just literally leave everything alone, spend some time with your kids or any kids and just get to just learn from them. And I think our world will be better in general, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Hey, how do people come order coffee from you to give to your organization? Where do we find you? Yeah. So if you just go to heart and then number two and the heart and then coffee.com. So heart number two, heart coffee.com. Then, you know, if nothing else, at least go you know learn about us and learn our story. But if you end up purchasing coffee, that's amazing. All you do is we have a um, a matching quiz to match you against your perfect coffee. And it's right, you can do that or you can just go to the coffee page, select whatever coffee you want, add it to your cart, right? If it's a one-time purchase, um, again, right, minimum of 5% to any organization you choose. If it's a membership, we'll give for the life of your membership every month or however often it renews. But basically, you you go, select coffee, put it in the cart, just like anything else, go to your cart and at checkout. It's literally just a drop down list and it has a bunch of these organizations that we work with. Right. And you just select the one that you want to learn about or the one that you want to support and we support them. You can learn about all of them on our page. Um, But yeah, if you don't do anything else, at least just learn about the story because that's, I mean, that's what it's all about is just getting people to stop, right. Learn about helping other people. And then it's great. But I mean, just to plug it in there, we also are the freshest coffee roasting company in the world. When it comes to our business to customers, um, so the reason for that is so most coffee companies, right? They'll they'll roast their coffee or they'll buy their coffee from a roaster, right? They'll grind it up, um, they bag it, they put it on the shelf, and sits on the shelf for you know two, three, four, five plus weeks. 
Well, coffee grounds are really, really only optimal for the first two weeks after they're ground. Beans are good for about, you know, for a few months. Um, and for us, when, when we roast, we only bag whole bean and we have special bags that we bag it in. But then when someone goes to the website and you order, if you order grounds, then we actually grind the same day that we ship. And so, oh my gosh, like, in fact, one of our fulfillment managers yesterday went and dropped off a small box too, right? A small box. And the postmaster kept, like, was asking her, did you spill coffee on yourself? She's like, <laughs> looking at him like, what are you talking about? She's like, smell it. Yeah, she's like, whack child, stop asking weird questions, right? <laughs> and so he's like, well, did you, you know, he's like, well, you know, did you do this? And she's like, no. And he's like, she's like, why are you asking me this? And she, so she asks. And he's like, well, it's because I smell coffee. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's in this box. We just ground it up. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Uh, she was just like, uh, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like we drop it off. And I mean, yeah. So by the time you get it, it's insane. But yeah, if you go to heart, number two, heartscoffee.com and just at least learn about the story, that would be awesome. But yeah, you also will not be disappointed. So. Awesome. Well, Kyle, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to be here. Um, we're all busy. Got a million irons in the fire and I know you are too. So you taking the time to be here. Uh, we appreciate it for sure. Yeah, no, of course, brother. All right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, thanks for having us and we look forward to, uh, to doing more downstream. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks guys for watching this episode of war room moments. Remember dream it, believe it, achieve it. Jason Miller, your podcast host, signing off. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.